Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a Light On Podcast. Uh, I'm talking to my friend Remy Vega today. And I guess like, we'll go into some of your background first, I think, because you're, you're actually a musician, right? Yeah, that's like my I like my main focus. I've been making music for a long time. I don't say making focus, but that's kind of like what I've been really uh I guess like vocationally involved with for the longest period of time. So yeah, I was I was I was like a rapper for a long time and then making beats to uh so that I had something to rap to. And then I took up instruments and started, you know, I I was always like fiddling with instruments when I was younger, but I I I kind of took it more seriously when I moved from California to like, like the Pittsburgh area. And um, so I've been pretty much being like playing keyboard gigging, doing that. That's been like the main uh, sort of like my main thing from before all of this stuff before apocalypse. <laughs> so right. um, yeah, music and skateboarding when I was growing up, but music has definitely been like sort of like the, the key thing connecting a lot of the, a lot of the different interests yeah that's awesome yeah we have a similar background then because i was yeah i was very into music i actually started off as kind of a musician playing in bands and you know skating and that whole thing uh in boston in the boston area um but yeah i kind of i guess i kind of stopped no one ever wanted to practice in my bands so I kind of gave, I gave up. I bought an acoustic guitar, sold my half stack, and um, yeah, the rest is history. Like went into acting and stuff. Um, but so the the apocalypse hit, and how did you end up? Because we've been talking, and you have done a massive amount of research into like you know electro electric mag, um, electromagnetic radiation, five um, G, all of that stuff. Uh, so how did you, how did you end up getting into that stuff? So like <clears throat> for a while, I'd always been really interested, like musically just in like, um, so like I do audio engineering, um, other than just like performance music and stuff like that, I do audio engineering. And, um, I started getting, uh, really interested in like, and just, just the concepts of like, of you know, like there's this idea of music, a universalis, like within, you know, I think it's like a platonic or maybe a pre-platonic idea um, of the Greek philosophers um, that, you know, that the universe is dictated by like a certain harmony, you know, and like the way that the, the harmony of the spheres, you know, the way that the, the, the planetary bodies or the heavenly bodies move is based off of a certain harmonic um, principle that sort of extends from the largest to the smallest scale, you know? The Schumann resonances, right? Yeah, well, yeah, because that, well, that's yeah, that's that's like in relation to yeah, like the the Earth's natural resonance and stuff like that, and that's like yeah. a you know mid scale if you think of in the grand scheme of things, yeah, and it, and it's so like the proportionalities of that are are integral to to this concept of like music universalis, uh, which is just universal music, right? So, um, I sort of started with that, 
And then that, that had been years that I had been really interested in that. And then studying like harmony on like a, on a more, uh, I guess more deep level with, I, so I, I, I got really into jazz music. I, and I play, I play in now in a jazz group and stuff. So the, the harmony in that type of music is like really, it's really, it's complex, you know? Um, yeah. And just a basic idea of harmony is multiple notes working together at one time to create like a, you know, a, a, a sort of like series of, of um, harmonic or, you know, pitch interferences that create sort of like a, a perceived like sound color or, you know, it leads to a, a little bit more complexity within like the, 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 um, the interplay between all the different notes. So learning about that, just, it really, it's, it, to me, it was like a big gateway into kind of questioning like, well, what, what does this all, you know, what does this all come from? And then that led me to like the teachings of Pythagoras and, you know, the mathematics behind all this stuff is just, it's insane. So yeah, because of that, I got into like, um, I started just getting into like, uh, field theory, magnetism, electricity, which kind of actually, honestly, the thing that really booted me back into, into researching it was, um, at the beginning of the whole, the whole, you know, scam thing. Yeah. Um, uh, that, really got me it kind of like kicked me into gear and I started studying like microbiology and it so it was kind of just like full circle you know so I was like because I I had I had been a germaphobe my whole life and I was like the one thing that I wouldn't look at was like it was like virology and I finally was like well I got to take a look at this now you know and it kind of reopened the door to that and then it's it's kind of taken a lot of my of my attention so it's so funny, like hearing everybody's story, you know, because it, yeah, it's the same. It's the same for me, you know. I was I was a bit of a germ germaphobe, you know. I God, I hated like touching public bathrooms, even. And um, yeah, I just believed in germ theory my whole life, and then uh, f- you know, this whole thing just kind of like shoved me into learning about uh, biology and virology. And um, when you do, man, it's just like. I remember spending like 16 hours some most days, you know, I would, I would wake up at like sometimes like four or five in the morning and just stay up until two or three, like reading studies or whatever I could find. And just like, you would just keep on finding, you know, more rabbit holes to go down. Yeah. Um, so, but it's really interesting coming from a like musical perspective and then applying that like with the math and all that like I feel like you probably have a way better understanding because I've never been good at math um never been good at any of that uh stuff so when did you when did you first discover like the connection like what was the what was the the point of of connection there so I'm not really great at math, to be honest with you. Like, I think that, like, I, I think that I understand like ratio and, and proportionality and um, just proportions. And I think I understand the concepts and the principles behind a lot of the more intricate, like detailed math. Um, yeah. I'm sure that if I, do- if I dove back into it again, that I'd be able to do it maybe in a way that I, I didn't when I was younger. Like, so when I was in like eighth grade, I was, um, they put me ahead like, or no seventh grade. They put me ahead like a a year in math, but I just stopped caring. And then I really like didn't do well after that. So I'm not really great at math, but I think the thing that sort of like made the, it, it sort of like connected for me was probably finally looking into like the concept of like, um, 
you know, 4G, 5G, all these, you know, cell phone radiation, stuff like that. I honestly didn't really, I never really considered it that big of a, of, of one of one thing I didn't consider it an issue and I wasn't really interested in it. Um, but something happened, I don't know, over, you know, hearing a few people mention that there's connections between that and which I, I don't want to get, in. I'm not saying, you know, that there's, it's creating an illness that doesn't exist. Um, but it did open the door to me kind of looking at the the actual mechanisms of the technology. Mm-hmm. And that really led me into the, um, like the, the smaller, the smaller aspect of which I think is interconnected is the, the concept of, of like nanotechnology and stuff like that. And I think that's something, it's something just sort of clicked when I started learning about like sympathetic resonance, like, so like sympathetic string resonance, you know, like when you have uh, a string, um, like, let's just say on a piano, for example, you like, that's, you know, there's a whole bunch of strings on the inside of the piano. And if you play a note, like a specific note, that right there is C, right? Um, Then within that note, there are like a series of overtones. And then that's actually, you're actually going to see that those strings on the piano will actually resonate with it just by being in proximity to the vibration, because the measurement of the, of the actual string is a specific ratio to the size of the, of, of that same note, for example, an octave down, right? You have C and C, like an octave, right? So once I started learning about the concepts of like sympathetic resonance just within music and then realizing that that actually applies in a lot of bigger ways and like in starting to realize like um, through like studying like the, the whole like cymatics thing, like yeah. just the, 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 um, the interconnectedness between geometry and sound and then also learning about the interconnectedness between sound and color. So sound and light, which are really as I studied like field theory and stuff like that, um, you realize that these are all just different modalities of, of a certain um, unified principle. And those modalities are, are they rep- it, it's represented as different attributes, but it's really essentially one principle. So like we perceive the, the, the polarity or the polarities and the, um, and the, you know, the multiplicity of the manifest universe, but really all things, um, are a, sim- a single a single principle manifesting in different sort of attributional um, uh, with that different attributional characteristics. And I think once I sort of realized that these principles that I'm learning seem to apply themselves in other things, and I started digging into more things, and I was able to sort of I think solve the problems within those sciences. Um, with you know, it it obviously it took me getting familiar with like the nomenclature and the and the the, the processes, the methodologies, but. Um, once I realized that it's especially with like with electromagnetic um, radiation, radio frequency, um, electromagnetic frequencies, um, you know, all these different things, I re- those are so close to music because they're so close to sound. I mean, I, electromagnetic radiation is 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 different, but that really like it really hit, and I was like, oh, okay, I see how this stuff might start kind of integrating and actually be like a something that we should take take notice of like even just before seeing like the technology that was being developed like on on the nanotech level right i want to get into the nanotech and all that stuff um but you did mention you know um uh, emf being a cause of disease or i don't know what what is do you have an opinion on whether it causes disease or you believe it doesn't cause disease or you don't Um, know well i i know that um 
exposure to specific frequencies at a certain like amplitude within a certain distance causes like cellular damage. Right. Um, there's plenty of, there's plenty of, of documented, you know, ex, uh, research on like, like trees, for example, who are, that are built like a certain, within a certain proximity to like cell phone towers and stuff like that, that the, the, the trees are dying at a noticeably higher rate closer to the, the tree, the, um, like the cell towers and stuff. Sure. So in, in regards to like how that affects humans, like I, I think that when you sort of look at um, like the onset of, of electricity as we know it and like they're like the 1800s and you see these people like they, they would literally like get together and like they would, um, you know, they just had like this, like it was, it was basically some type of, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a device that they would put their hands on it and it would give them a shock throughout their body. The and, jars. Like, people, yeah. It was a jar, right? Yeah. yeah. And they would get like this, like high from it, you know? Yeah. And then like consequentially, so people started having like hysteria or like their body would just, they called it hysteria, but like they're, they would just go like paralyzed for certain periods of time. And like, they were just like, oh, it's just, it's just, you know, they're, they're losing their mind. Like, and I, it, it's like, I, as you start to look at it, it's like, there was, it's, it's like, there was seemed to be something affecting their nerves. Obviously nerves are an electrical con like a, an electrical conductor that sends, you know, signals to and from the different parts of the body and the brain and the heart. So, um, those different there, the, there's a broad spectrum of frequencies that we're in contact with. And there's, there's ones that are more harmful and then there's others that are less harmful and there's other, and then some of those within that spectrum are, are actually helpful, you know, and it, it all has to do with the proportions and the ratios. Um, okay. so in regards to health and like, I don't think that, so I don't think that it's like, it's causing the illness known as, you know, the illness. I, I don't yeah. even like saying it anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> there isn't that illness that doesn't exist. It's just a, a big group of different sicknesses conglomerated into a, a, into a really large statistic under the umbrella of a certain name. Yeah. So you can start segmenting off little sections. Oh, well, maybe these people are just eating wrong or whatever. And maybe these people are subjected to a lot of like environmental toxicity and smog or whatever. And these people maybe over here are just, just standard illness. And maybe these people are a chemical thing. And I think that there's a large chunk of those. Okay, I'm going to say a large chunk. I, I think it's, it's, it would be rational to say that there's probably a certain chunk of those people who are actually being affected by um, specifically by the the new high band millimeter waves, which is ultra wide band high band millimeter waves, which are demonstrably damaging to the body. Um, so as, in regards to like, is that frequency bandwidth, is it damaging? And at the distances, the general, like what, a hundred yards or whatever that, that most of these, these um, towers are away from the body. It's like, okay, at that distance, then they only permeate with certain, you know, a certain level of millimeters, like two, one or two millimeters into the skin. The problem is though, is that actually sets up a, 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 a it basically sets up a, um, a like a, an electrical schematic within the body. And then the, the upper levels of, of the skin absorb that um, millimeter wave frequency. And then it actually creates like a chain reaction and it starts, it starts sending the signal, um, into this, into the cells more deeply And that level of, um, millimeter, millimeter wave, uh, high band millimeter wave is 24 gigahertz and up. Yeah. I think there's somewhere around like 70 or 80 is what they're using. Um, so that's pretty high. Um, and it actually, one of the main problems, for example, is that it, it, it um, it's, 
it's basically activating the voltage gated calcium channels in the body, which you experience like diminishing, um, mineral, um, uh, it, you, you, your body gets rid of minerals at, at too high of a rate. And so you end up with like a, with a deficiency in, in various minerals, copper, magnesium, stuff like that. So I know, I know that that exposure happens. So it's just a matter of like how much and how much that cumulative effect will show. And I, I, I would say that there's probably people that are experiencing acute, uh, levels of, of, um, exposure to that bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, you know, my theory was that it that it may be at the beginning of this whole thing, you know, uh, near the rollout, I think probably was a contributing factor for, uh, you know, pushing people uh, to, you know, maybe causing some maybe minor sickness, at least, and, and pushing people toward hospitals or, you know, getting checked out or having breathing problems, you know, because it does affect oxygen absorption mm-hmm. and, and all that sort of thing. Um, so I thought maybe, you know, at the beginning it was kind of like the precursor for all of this. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think we've probably acclimated by now. Yeah. And I honestly, like, especially as I've, as I've tossed the idea out to people and people have kind of ha- look, helped me look at it in different ways, I think that there is, I think that there, there's there's an, a, a possibility, and the thing about it is, and especially with like radiation's different. So people like you hear radiation is like a boogeyman. Any essentially any form of like light is radiation. This is the, the light that's coming out of this. The light that comes out of any light bulb is radiation. But so sure. it's like the sun is you know, radiation. Have to, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I think that it's it's cumulative, and depending on how much we're, I, I do think that it there's going to be. I mean, there, so somebody kind of brought up the thing. They're like, oh, what? So suddenly like, you know, 5G goes on and then everything. And then people are wait, like, we don't see the numbers. And it's like, well, you're not going to see something that's, that's the cumulative thing. Right. And then you also think about like, we've sort of, it's like the, the boiling frog, you know, we've been, yeah. we've been sort of getting dosed with this little by little, like continually for what, since like the 19, 19 early 1900s with, with radar, you know, was, yeah, I think they started, you know, messing with everything yeah the, the power lines they put up and stuff um and that i mean that's a main point too isn't it that they they've sort of fucked with the the overall like resonance of the earth and you know we're we we work on us like certain resonance right and they're like they've been adding you know all these like these other frequencies and it's Mm -hmm. like interfering so it's like what effect does that have cumulatively right and i think i mean it's pretty it's pretty easy to tell that ever since like our technology has like increased like in leaps and bounds that also human health has diminished and i'm not saying that that's like automatically like oh well that means obviously this one thing is the cause of it i just think that when you consider like the actual variables of what it does to the body and what it does to all the different systems, I, I, I'm, I think at least it's a contributing factor, at least, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there are certain people who are like much more sensitive to that too. So you're going to see that. And I think that it's as simple as saying the things that it causes, it causes. <laughs> and, and, you can, mm-hmm. and you can find, you know, examples of that. And, yeah. um, so, and I'm, my main concern isn't even necessarily that the, the, the physical um, health, you know, like, of, of like, oh, is it going to give people, you know, tumors and stuff? It's like, that's not really what I even think is the main issue of its nefariousness. I think that there's more to it than that. And I think that 
Um, you can, I mean, I do think that there's maybe more health related issues from it than people may see now. I think that we're going to see yeah. that unfold and then we'll know Yeah, for sure. But I just think, I mean, it's, it's definitely like leaps and bounds above the, the previous generations of, of, um, you know, cause they were using microwave, uh, at a certain point and now we're in millimeter waves. It's, I mean, it's getting smaller and smaller and with, with electric, with like electricity, dielectricity, magnetism, all these things, smaller spaces, higher capacitance. So it's like, you have a really, really powerful magnet that, that field of that magnet only extends, it extends shorter and shorter, the, the more and more power that the magnet has. So you're going to feel a lot stronger pull at a smaller space, but it, it's not going to be out here. A, a weaker magnet, you'll feel it here, but it's going to have less, um, uh, it's going to have less attraction. So it, when it comes to millimeter waves, really small, which means that they're a little bit more, a little bit more damaging to life forms in general, you know? Yeah. I talked, I talked to Arthur Furstenberg. He was on the show who, who wrote the invisible rainbow and um, yeah, he described how the, you know, the millimeter waves kind of are a game changer. And now they're like, you know, pointing at people directly. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he thinks it's a major, a major factor of disease. And um, I mean, he's chronicled it pretty well in his book. Uh, and it is interesting, you know, you can trace back like it's it's funny how every like pandemic coincided with a, a you know a rollout of a new frequency you know so there's something definitely to be said about that um but yeah i mean it's and and, and like you know uh flu influenza in general was never a thing before i believe 1889 or so um it was like a very rare rare thing and he talk, he talks about in the book how it's you know they say to, they named it because they believed it was due to the influence of the stars like i think there was some oh, yeah. kind of you know electromagnetic like sun radiation that maybe caused it once in a blue moon you know but then it happened as a yearly thing uh when when they started rolling out this technology yeah and <clears throat> there's so much information in that in that topic that it's like there's so much to cover in it. It's, it's like, and it's, it's a lot for that, for the, for the average person. It's a lot for the expert. It's a, it, to, to even start to start digging in because there's so much technicality with it. Um, but I think that like, when you start to look at, um, you know, the comparisons of like, you know, the, the, the band, the, you know, the, um, what's it called? The, uh, like the, the wavelengths and the, yeah. the amplitudes and the various things. And then like how, like you have like coherent and non-coherent, like or coherent and incoherent, um, you know, EMFs and stuff like that. And then you, it, then you start, you can kind of differentiate between like, like the, the harmful and the not harmful. And I, it's, it's pretty, I don't know, like when you really get into the research, I just remember there was a paper that I found and that actually uh, broke down the whole um, voltage gated uh, calcium channel things. And, that's that's he he breaks down like how how deeply it penetrates and like what why you're seeing certain reactions and that's one of the things he brings up is like coherent and incoherent um uh incoherent emf and stuff like that so there's there's a lot there i i do i don't want to downplay the 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 physical aspects of it that you might see kind of start happening um i do think it's important to like um fortify your body with the types of things that can like mitigate that type of um exposure like 
and I think that those things are available um, in decreasing, you know, decreasing volumes, but they're available. So I don't want to downplay the, uh, the, the physical effects of it, but I also don't want to like, you know, like fear monger on it. It's like, yeah, I do think right. that it's something to take seriously. Um, but I think it's a kind of like a bigger picture issue than that. I think that that's kind of just a representation of sort of the, 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 the fundamental reason why it's even being created, used in it and, and aimed at people, you know? Yeah. It's like, what they're what they're capable of doing uh, with it is pretty nefarious i mean you could say like i mean i don't really see any use for especially like high band millimeter waves other than nefarious things because there's no reason why it should be used it, it's literally like completely incompatible with the human body like so yeah there's, there's no point in it unless you're trying to diffuse life so right and what's interesting now you know you've looked into the the nanotech thing there's a lot being said about graphene graphene oxide um what have you discovered about about that whole thing and how does it how does it relate to millimeter waves if at all if in specific so it's like <clears throat> so graphene um graphene itself is basically a single atom uh layer of carbon um so you have pure like pure graphene is just um, it's just the carbon, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have anything else attached to it. Um, graphene oxide has various levels of oxygen that are bonded to it as well. So it creates a different type of structure. And those are generally like flakes, whereas you have like sheets with, of graphene and stuff. So they have different, like different methods of, of creating it. Um, the one that I know of the most is chemical vapor deposition is how they create the graphene by pulling basically the carbon away from like the hydrogen and then they separate the hydrogen and they're able to basically create a chemical reaction that isolates and creates the the graphene within laboratories and there's various different ways that they're able to do that um they're able to do that with lasers as well like really high high power lasers that are basically able to create graphene out of anything um because the carbon that's within you know uh, pretty much everything uh is it's like what like the third or eighth or something like that most abundant um you know uh element so they're able to essentially like they'll take a potato and then they'll use this this um laser basically to create the graphene as a a, a top surface uh level on like a potato or something or a piece of bread and you're able to basically you know you can do a barcode in it you can you can store information on it you can store somebody's you know id and their <laughs> the various information on this little you know, scannable graphene layer that's created by laser. They, they have ways that they can do it chemically where it basically like almost comes out of like thin air. It's insane. So it's like, there's like a chemical reaction. I saw this video of this guy puts it in this little dish and it creates literally like crazy amounts. And it's, it's another form of graphene. It's like a foam graphene. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about nanotechnology, people, I think, um, I, so it's something that I had to kind of reconfigure even when I was looking into it. nanotechnology doesn't necessarily mean that it's invisible um, to the naked eye. It just means that you're starting from that nano level from like, you know, molecular level. So it's, so a nanotechnology is something that you, you, that's constituted from the molecular level up. So nanotechnologies can be visible. They can be, you know, um, they can be a thread because they literally make also threads out of this graphene, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, and then they like they weave it into shirts, and then that shirt's able to take like an EKG and send that signal to a, a cell phone, you know. Um, so there's all these different there's all these different uh, 
things that you can make out of it and with it. Um, I mean, so many things. Um, and uh, th- so the, the properties of the, of the, the molecule, the graphene oxide itself are that it becomes magnet. It's, it's magnetic. It's um, it's, it's electric, it's conductive. Um, sorry. It's able to um, receive um, and transmit. Also it's, it's, it's able to uh, receive and transmit light at various frequencies um, they're able to isolate it out of coal to, to create what they call quantum dots. Um, quantum is if I don't want to get into that, but uh, <laughs> that's a funny thing. Uh, that's a funny term. Uh, it, but yeah, so they're able to create these, these really small dots of it that are luminescent and they can go from the red to the blue scale, depending on how they're, um, how they're taken out of the, uh, of the coal and how much, you know, uh, oxygen is in them and stuff like that. So they, they become electric. They're, they're conductive, um, and they're, uh, and uh, magnetic. So it's as a, as a material and then it's, it's incredibly strong as well. So it's like yeah. essentially indestructible by like volume is more part. than like steel and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they talk about how it's so hard to chemically like break down if it's in the body. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's so terrifying about it. But um, when you mention the light thing, it, does that have anything to do with the luciferase thing that we that we hear about sometimes? Um, so the luciferase is essentially an enzyme that's um, that's taken from uh, like fireflies. Um, so. Yeah, so luciferase is is a, it's a it's a luminescent it's a phospholuminescent I think um, enzyme that is able to be isolated and synthesized. Um, that was originally from uh, yeah I think they found it in in like um, it, like fireflies and various other um, you know bioluminescent creatures. Um, so it's it's related because I think that they're able to I think they work in conjunction. Um, I'm not 100% sure. That's not something that I've looked into a lot. I know that that's where that that enzyme comes from. Um, and Lucifer, meaning lux, which is light, and facere, uh, which means to give, right? To, to give light, right? So that's exactly. Luciferase. It just it means that it's a it's a um, what do you call it? It's a it's a, a substance that's able to give light. That's right. You know, I think that there's kind of like a a, a double, you know, a double meaning there. It's a kind of a tongue in cheek for the for those right. who are in the know. Yeah, know, but. Right. But that's like the, the, that's Lucifer kind of, is the light bringer, bearer, whatever they they believe, right. right? Yeah. Um. So I think that it works in conjunction with that, and then like, um, yeah, you have like these like uh, these basically these uh qu- these graphene nanoparticles that are um that are able to absorb and transmit light from like um from uh light emitting diodes like LED and stuff like that, and so there's and there's various applications of that because it, it becomes scannable. Um, it, it will show, you know, on if, if somebody has some in their skin, then it'll, you know, they, they, you know, they've done like these tattoos and stuff with them and mm. yeah. So it, it's, so I think I didn't even really answer that question. It's like, I kind of just wanted to break down like, what is graphene exactly? You know, it's basically yeah. graphite very right. to a very small level and, and the way that it, it, it interacts with, um, or is connected to uh, millimeter waves is that it, it's it's shown to be a have a high absorption um, of the millimeter spectrum millimeter wave spectrum specifically, so it's able to absorb it. Um, and it's they I think there's also work about creating like passive systems of graphene 
graphene with four millimeter wave uh, technology. Um, so it's able to, so, you know, with, with any technology, there's various components of it, like transistors, conductors, insulators, capacitors, all these, you know, all these different parts of it. So it's like, how much of this is accomplishable um, on a small scale like that? And so it's like, first of all, you have the ability to absorb that specific bandwidth and then direct it and then transmit it. And then you have also various um, experiments where they're able to show that they're able to use light um, to direct graphene within the body into specific cells based off of, you know, um, their hydrophilic or hydrophobic nature and their, you know, acidity, all these different things that are really electrical conditions. And they're able to, you know, send it to certain places. Um, so uh, it, it, it's, a, it's an absorber of that specific bandwidth and is able to interact with it because it, um, I guess, the way that I understand it, the way that it makes sense to me is that it geometrically um, syncs up with that specific um, wavelength. So um, everything has its geometric and electrical and like sonar or, you know, uh, audible resonance that's related to the, to the shape of it and its, and its length and size, all this stuff. And, and so it seems to be really, uh, useful at, with that frequency. So they're able to create technologies that are, um, compatible between 5g and graphene very easily. So that's interesting. You know, we roll out this new frequency and then we have, I mean, but gra I mean, graphene has been, I guess, used for a while now, but they still underplay that it's being used currently, right? Like if you look up on Google, if it's in the, the, the new shot, um, it says no. It's like, it says, it just flat out says it's a like conspiracy theory or something, but you can right. find patents where it's you know listed as a carrier yeah um one of the interesting things that i found is like i was looking up all the patents for all the different um injections and then i found a map the other day because i was looking into like the whole trade secret thing and and yeah. and then i, I saw i saw like a, a map of it was basically all the different companies and like what they own what they don't own and then what's like shared ownership and one of the things that was up in the middle that was shared ownership between like bio bioNTech and like Moderna and stuff like that was COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah. Just that. Right. And so if you find that patent, it's like it literally the patent itself. So the only patent that I've been able to find that is specifically just COVID-19 vaccine is, was filed by China and its yes. main delivery is graphene oxide. So it's like, that's its method of delivery. And so it's like, I think it's really crazy that people are just like, Oh no, it's just a total conspiracy theory. It's like, there's, there's, I found, I, I have another uh, research paper that I found that's literally saying that they're trying to use magnetic nanoparticles with, and graphene to, as the next stage of fighting Schmovid, <laughs> like that's, that, that's the next, uh, that's like, you know, it's, it's like a mainstream, you know, uh, research paper that's saying that that's what they want to do is, is create a, it's a, it's a, a nanoparticle that's able to target directly that specific, you know, thing that, which is like, what are you attacking then? If it's, it's not an actual microbe that actually exists, then <laughs> it's, they're basically just saying that they're able to, cause they also were able to do that with like cancer cells where they were able to specifically right. use, uh, you know, nanoparticles of the graphene nature to, um, specifically attack and destroy specific, um, specific cells. And usually, and they were going after cancer cells in the research, but I mean, that's it stands to reason to say that if they wanted to go after another cell then it could it just depends on what you know 
what frequencies are present. Right. I, I believe somebody came out and said that they cured cancer using it already, actually. And didn't I post something on that like a few weeks back? Somebody had come out claiming to have cured cancer. Yeah, or- I, I, that's one of the yeah, that's I think that's one of the papers that I was reading. And it's basically they were saying they were able to target all of the, the cancer cells. and get OK, completely. Right. Okay. And but going back to that, uh, that patent, uh, if anybody wants to look up uh it's a it is a chinese patent cn 11222019 a like apple you will find uh that it's called nano coronavirus recombinant vaccine taking graphene oxide as carrier right very easy to find Right. And another little piece of that puzzle too, is that they're using pegylated nano, uh, lipid nanoparticles. Yeah. Um, so one of the early develop earlier developments of, of graphene oxide as a medicine carrier, um, was developing it alongside usage with, um, methoxypolyethylene glycol MPEG, um, and other, you know, other uses of polyethylene glycol because it makes it, um, it makes it, uh, capable of crossing the blood brain barrier, which I think is something that's important to kind of pay attention to because you have, which might not exist though. The blood brain brain barrier, Dr. Cowan, actually Tom Cowan believes there is no blood brain barrier. So, I mean, I mean, if there's no blood brain barrier, then I mean, it ends up in the brain somehow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it might, it's like, well, if if there's no blood brain barrier, then if it's just finding its way there, I mean, I'm open to 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 this idea because I'm also I'm also speaking in terms that people like are that's like common parlance with like science with like molecules and the shape of molecules, right? Which you know I I don't want to you know break the yeah. whole house of cards down, but you, you. yeah. So it's like <laughs> okay, it might not, yeah, there may yeah. not be like an actual blood brain barrier, but what what's being observed at that is that it's it's able to find its way to the brain, right? So yeah. that probably in my in my estimation then is that if it has nothing to do with this, like this convention of the blood brain barrier, then they're just basically finding the correct resonance for it to travel to that place. <laughs> so if they find it there, then, and then, and then on, on top of it, um, you know, nanoparticles, uh, graphene oxide, nanoparticle, graphene oxide, nanoparticles self-assemble under um, certain conditions and basically heat under heat, they, they self-assemble mm-hmm. under, I think positive, a higher positive electric charge than negative. So right. they're, if they're conglomerating in a certain region and then they're self-assembling, what they do is they become nanowires. And when, in, in, when you become a nanowire, when it goes from being separate particles, when it goes to becoming a wire, then, then, you know, it's, it's it, the, the ability as an, as an antenna becomes pretty, I mean, it becomes integral. It's, it's, it's what it becomes essentially. Because it has a, you know, if, if, and, and if it's, and now we're talking about something that's at the right size for millimeter waves. So now then you're, then you kind of have, and so it's like, the concept is, is it, is, I guess, key points is like, um, what I, what I've sort of narrowed it down to as far as like what I'm trying to understand, what I'm trying to communicate about this technique, this technology is, um, it seems that it, whether or not it's actually achieved, I think there are certain levels of this have, that have been achieved. So very simple things like being able to transmit location from somebody who has some type of graphene on or in them. 
very easy to do so far. They're able to do that. They're able to transmit location. They're able to connect it to, um, you know, small technologies, chips, phones, and stuff like that. And even do something as, as, as advanced as controlling a drone by eye movement, you know? Um, and I've seen the videos of them do that. That's that really? is not. Yeah. So um, if you have the right, you know, it, so you're not able to keep all of the data on that, you know, that graphene itself, but it becomes basically uh, a, a, like a, a transistor or a, and, and it receives and sends a signal. And that alone is a huge step, right? So it's like, there's, there's, according to the people who are putting all of their money in developing this, there's a push towards like a bio, bio nanotech interface um, with, and basically some type of integrated con- computing system that's in, in, internal, um, which is like the whole transhuman transhumanist agenda, right? So it's starting to kind of like unwrap. It's starting starting to, um, you know, be a little become a little bit more clear. Maybe how that is trying to be accomplished. So it's like I think a few steps of this um, have already been achieved. And one of those is that um, they're able to at least using that specific technology. Um, receive and send signals, um, nervous system and behavioral manipulation. Right. Another, I was just going to ask big... you about that. I've been, I saw, um, like articles from the guardian dated back, I don't know, years ago where they were talking about nervous system manipulation, uh, using, uh, in nanoparticles. Um, and, and they've done stuff in yeah. mice, right? Yeah. So they've done stuff in mice. Um, they, and, and, I think I think it's what's kind of a, an important thing to recognize is that um, nervous system manipulation by magnetism, um, sound, and then lights from screens, all of those things have been documented and patented already. So those already exist um, using basically electromagnetic frequencies or just magnetism, just sound or, or light from monitors. That already exists. Now, um, with the possibility of having uh, a really small um, compatible uh, substance within the body that's at least marginally biocompatible, in, in, which I think is another thing that is trying to be accomplished. I'll, I'll leave that back. But um, having something that's there in the body just essentially makes it more accurate. It's, it's just creating, it's, it's taking a technology that's already existed and potentially making it more um, more accurate and more, uh, sophisticated. So, right. Yeah. So like this idea of like, um, nervous system and behavioral manipulation, that's actually, there's a really crude and easy way to do that. And that's just basically by emitting frequencies that cause, um, a suppression or, or an increase in certain, um, brainwave, um, patterns. And, and by doing that, you can sort of just overall create like a general, um, a generally, uplifted or, or suppressed mood. And, um, it, 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 now the question of like, how accurate can you make this person feel this and a person six feet away from them feel this potentially, um, there is, there is a good amount of like beaming technologies that are available using millimeter waves. There's, um, the ability to zone in on somebody from six, six, like within a six foot diameter, um, from like 500 kilometers away like that, that's already a, that's already, that's the, one of the ones that I found today, that's already been accomplished. So, um, yeah, this, this concept of like nervous system manipulation, and that might sound like, like a little bit insane, but it's like, if you kind of really see the very simple, the simple, um, variable of it being receptive to a specific bandwidth of frequencies, and then now compiling specific data within those, uh, within that frequency bandwidth, 
then you're already able to transmit at least a crude level of, I mean, crude by, by our standards is of information and data at, at that, at that level and already have something receptive to it. So, I mean, and then they were also been able, they've also been able to demonstrate that they can, they found um, a way to use like um, these graphing nanowires and nanoworms to um, create a, a nervous system response with, within the body of the spleen and vagus nerve. Um, so they were able to, to basically stimulate the spleen by connecting graphene nanowires to the, uh, to the vagus nerve and, ascend, and create an artificial symbol, uh, signal that interfaced with the, with the nervous system and in create and, 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 and um, triggered the spleen into, uh, into activity. So hmm. um, that was in within a lab setting. I mean, it's, take that and extrapolate it in, in by, by magnitude of, of, of amplification. And it's, it's pretty, I mean, to me, it's pretty, I'm trying to be modest and be like, as use as little speculation as possible. But to yeah. me, it's pretty obvious what is probably already capable of, because a lot of these things were being developed in like 2010, you know, and like, yeah, the, the leap in, in progress scientifically and technologically every year is just, I mean, if I had the money and the research, the resources to, to be researching and figuring this stuff out, I mean, I could, I could tell you that if I had 10 years to work on this stuff, I could probably find, and, and I'm not even like that. I'm not even like a, a, a super brilliant genius, like brain head. Like, you know, I'm, I could probably even figure out some, some stuff because I'm just looking into it and I'm already like, oh, well, well then how could you account for like the, oh, you need an insulator then too. And then, you know, what do you know? I find that too there. Then there's like other types of nano, nano particles that they've developed. Like there's a boron nanoparticles that are insulators. So it's like, okay, well, let's, let, let's think, let's, what kind of, what kind of um, things can we do with those two things when you put them together, fuse them? What about silicon and graph? You know, it's like, it, yeah. there's, there's so much that can be done. And I think that the little that we're seeing, I think that what they disclose is like very, very small because then they start, you start digging into it and you find, oh my gosh, it's so much more advanced than, than even the average person who's into it is talking about. Absolutely. How difficult do you think it would be to create aggression in people i don't think that would be very difficult at all i think they've i believe they've done that right yeah at least yeah they mice. did that yeah not not only that but um there was like uh there was um military uh what's it called there was military um de department of defense projects that were developed using microwaves to uh basically incite anger they did anger sadness and and like and like hyperactivity and like like you know like exceeded jovial uh, moods and stuff like that. Uh, so they were able to do that. I mean, and that was in like the late sixties, I think mm. late sixties, wow. early seventies with microwaves. Um, uh, so that would be really easy to be honest with you. I, I, I mean, if you have the technology and if you have the money and the resources to do it, when I say easy, I mean, plausible and achievable. Um, so it, yeah, I, it, it's, just send the right, send the right thing that you basically, oh, so they already do like neuron mapping with graphene where they were able to, um, you know, basically, because they also use it for like optogenetics and, um, and, you know, they're able to put it into the body and, and um, scan and use like and do imaging with it and stuff like that. But they use it to, they use it to like um, uh, map in the neurons in the mind and, and figure out you know, what things cause what things to tick or whatever. So it's like, 
all you have to do is figure out, I think maybe you could probably figure out a combination of two or three frequencies that, um, uh, that create, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, a stimulation of the, the, the R complex of the brain. Yeah. And then figure out because I mean, even with like binaural beats that, that changes the way the brain works. But I mean, I'm just thinking about it creatively. I'm like, okay, well, figure out a way that you can create, cause it's pulsed waves, by the way, it's not constant with like five. And that's a big thing to understand is that like pulsed waves are actually, that's where you get most of the damage in the body, by the way. So a lot of the times when there's doing these experiments with millimeter waves, it's constant, but the things that are up are doing pulsed waves, which is right. a million times more harmful. So, um, but back to the, back to the aggression thing. So, I mean, it, I'm just saying, thinking creatively, you could basically figure out a few, a few harmonics that would create that response within the, within the, the brain suppress neocort neocortical um you know uh activity and then let the mammalian and the r complex take executive functioning and, and basically incite irrational anger behaviors it's probably not that right. difficult really so let's say hypothetically that we have a population pumped full of graphene oxide uh, it, it would be feasible to think that you could create some sort of like what might be considered a zombie apocalypse uh i mean because <laughs> there's a lot of people saying that right now so i just wanted to address it do i i mean i think it's all right i'll be honest with you i think it's possible i don't think it's gonna look it wouldn't look like you know what it does in the movies and stuff like right. that no it's gonna be I, it's not like the traditional sense yeah, but i i really think that like I really do think that there's like a certain percentage of the world that's already succumbing to like cognitive suppression, like yeah. in a serious way and not just in a, Oh, well they just, they just don't want to get, I think that there's like a literal at this point, physiological frequency that's actually being emitted constantly at a pulsed wave coherent yeah. level. And some people are more receptive to that. Some people are tuning into that and they are. And I, I think that's why you see kind of like the. Yeah, people are under a spell, man, for sure. Mm -hmm. There's got to be something to that, right? Like either either people are a whole like shitload dumber than we ever thought possible or they're like there's something else going on, you know, yeah. maybe a combination of both. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, it would it would make a lot of sense, right? Yeah, and I think. I mean, I would be lying if I said that, like, I didn't think, I, I don't see the world as a big machine, you know? So it's like, I'm, I'm speaking of these things in a very left brain, you know, logic, the physical matter, but that's really not what these things are like. They're not, that's not what these things are. Even when you look at like this specific element, you're looking or uh, this, you know, this molecule or whatever it is, <laughs> graphene, you know, it's, you have classically people would be like it's a hexagon shape and i'm like that's i mean that's a that's a symbolic representation of it and i think that well i mean once it's actually in a sheet it, it does look that way um but i think that when it comes down to like really really small no one's really actually seen a mole no one's seen an atom no one's seen a molecule these things are inferred by by mathematical um mm -hmm. equations and then and then certain results are are um repeated but I don't see this, this universe as a mech as just a big machine. So it's like these things that are happening, like they're, it's, it's, it's definitely like a, for lack of a better word, it's, there's an, there's a spiritual component to it as well. So like these people's 
minds and spirits are being suppressed by this. I think it, I, it's, I don't know, to me, it's like, it's it, on one hand, I could see the very obvious, like physical, you know, materials that are actually being used. And then on the level of not material, but mappable um, and like traceable, uh, you know, phenomenon within, within the ether, like the, with the uh, electrical frequencies that are being created by the tools that we have. I mean, it's, to me, it's, it's, is it, it's really not that, it's, it's almost like completely obvious. Yeah. There's a way that people could be, have their, their minds suppressed and their thinking suppressed at a large level when you have these towers at every single corner, you know? Yeah. Like, as far as the, the spiritual aspect, though, I mean, a lot of people believe that this is like a suppression of the soul, even, or like a, you know, a move to, um, you know, make, uh, how do I put it? A move away from being what we, what we know is human and, and more a machine like, uh, being. Mm -hmm. Do you have a way of kind of like articulating that? Do you have any opinion on that? How that would be possible or how, how would you, if you think that's possible, how would you articulate that? Um, I think that, uh, so I don't think, you know, the body can't live under that condition forever. You know, obviously like we're, we, so I think that, um, creating sort of like a form of, of, I, I minimal happiness. It's not really happiness in it, but where you, at least the body thinks it's happy. And then also at the same time, implementing technologies that are harvesting people's energies and create, and basically becoming the, the, the energy for the bio digital systems to be, to be, um, you know, self-sustaining. I think that the mechanisms by which that can actually come to be would be, um, basically um bio digital computers um like the you know the whole internet of bodies and things you know that whole that whole you know fourth industrial revolution that these these people want to basically create bio digital computers with biometrics um to have access to you know society and stuff and i think that that's how it's going to it's it's attempting to be done and i think that underlying that is the desire for the people who are running this or the beings that are running this scheme to be, to basically usurp the creator. And that, I think that that's sort of, uh, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a, that's sort of like big, that's, that's, that's a big picture plan. And it's being implemented through this, like this transhumanist, um, you know, agenda to create a digital twin, live in a virtual reality, minimize human contact, basically go into the live in the, in the, in the digital world, instead of the physical world, um, reduce compassion as much as you possibly can, and then create basically little versions of what I think that these people really are at their cores. They're, they're basically, they're parasitic beings. So they, they want us to mimic that, you know, this is a group of beings and people who they, they're not like the average person. They're psychopaths. They don't have empathy. They don't, they don't feel that they're also, they're also unoriginal. So they have to, they have to get, they have to get people to sort of do it for them and create right. the world that they want to create for them. And I think that the technology that's being, what they want to do is create a, a computer that controls people and that 
they're able to take data from people. And then that's what like all this impact investment is about. They're trying to like, basically they're gamifying human, human interaction so that they're going to gamble on it. We're going to be basically their video game. And like, um, I think that it's like, I think that's, that's, it's being attempted through this like merging of the, the human body and sort of getting the aspect that is consubstantial with, with matter, which is our spirit, having that have as little of, uh, of an effect in our day-to-day lives as possible. And I think that, um, this concept of consubstantiality of matter and spirit and the soul existing, not within, but transmitted to the body. I think they're trying to basically disrupt that signal. Yeah. If that answers that question. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're definitely trying to disrupt this signal. And um, yeah, it's funny. I touched on some of that with Amanda Vollmer. And um, she yeah, she said the same thing. You know, these these people, these beings, whatever you want to call them, uh, they're disconnected from source, you know, so they need they need other people to do the, the creative stuff for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and they, they just want everything and everyone disconnected from that. As yeah. Well. Yeah. And like you, you see, like you see that model actually of these people who are like, and I'm not, I, and to be completely honest with you, I am not, I'm not abdicating them of their responsibility for participating in this. I'm just saying that this is the mechanism by which they are able to um, achieve this sort of like piece by piece, big plan, and then put it together in front of everyone's face and everyone's like, Oh, what, how do they even do that? It's like, well, because this person was working on the button over here. And then this person was working on the wires and this person's working on the chip. And this person was working on the casing. And this person is working on uh, this little atom over here. And this person's working on this atom over here. And they're figuring out how to make that atom reach, reach um, criticality. And then what happens? Oh, this person is working on this big metal shell that can, can that can withstand a certain amount of radiation for a certain amount of time. And then when you have is at the end, the end product is a nuclear bomb, you know, and it's like right. people are right. You know, they're seeing little things. And I think that a lot of these students are doing all this research with graphing. They're like, it's incredible. Look at its electrical properties. And it's like these like, you know, 20 year old, like, like sort of like tunnel vision to like, they're so smart, but they're like smart on one side of the brain you know, and, and like, and then eventually it becomes this, this, you know, this megalithic technology that's implemented and it needs all of these working parts and it needs all these people not asking questions and just doing their part, you know? Absolutely. If you, if you look into how the government has done anything to, and you know, the medical industrial complex, even, um, it's very compartmentalized. Uh, do you know Bob Lazar at all? Have you no I, I feel like the name sounds familiar but i'm not like it's well bob, bob lazar he was a whistleblower who said he worked at um area 51 s4 uh back in the 80s he came out actually and um he was tasked with backwards engineering uh what he says was alien craft or craft from a uh, you know a different planet dimension whatever you want to believe uh but he said that he was tasked with only working on like the propulsion system i believe it was and he wasn't allowed to talk to anybody else in any other like room in the in the complex could you know just had his one job was figuring out this thing right find out how it works and make it work and then there were you know there were other sections of s4 Mm -hmm. 
that had other, you know, they had other craft in it and they were working on other things and nobody knew what each other were, were doing. So I think if you if you think about it that way, you know, you, you can see how, how something nefarious can get done for sure. Yeah, and I think that um, in regards to this specifically with this with this, you know, push to create some type of system within the body that and people are very, you know, are it's a this antiquated idea. Oh, they're injecting him with microchips. It's like it's nobody's just going to get a like that's they they were doing that in movies in like the 50s. Like that, like <laughs> we're, we're past that. You don't need a microchip if you can self assemble a microchip that's even smaller than a microchip in the body that has more that has higher capacitance that has has more of the ability to store um you know uh energy more of the ability to harvest you know you know piezoelectric energy from from the body you don't need that so it's like you i'm kind of putting together the pieces you have you have this person working on the conduct the conductive aspect of you have this person working on the transmitting aspect of it you have this person working on the receiving aspect of it you have this person working on the creating a closed system with um you know with an insulator on it and then you it's like okay, well then you put it all together and what do you have? You know, it's like big picture. You have basically, uh, an, and another thing, um, is they did this, like, what was it? What do they call it? Uh, it was like, like plant cyborg or something like that. Like, uh, and it's basically, uh, they were able to inject or, um, introduce, um, graphene to this plant and the plant became, uh, it became a signal uh, a signal generator and it sent a signal and it would say exactly what was actually, it was a motion sensor. And then it would send that to the computer or to a cell phone and say like a cat was moving because basically, and I saw another video as well, where they were basically, they were able to, um, they have just a sensor sitting in the room and then, and somebody would touch a screen and then the screen, depending on who touched it, then whatever was within the proximity would have a different, a different um, signature of, of uh um vibration on the screen and they were able to sort of characterize which thing was was being was getting close to the screen or was within the room so there i mean the, and that was uh i think that was like 2007 or, two, or something like that but since they've been able to basically it's cyborg botany that's what it was cyborg and it was botany. it was an mit <laughs> it was an mit thing so they were able to actually augment plants as sensors displays and actuators so um uh they had basically used, yeah, these nanowires grown inside the xylem of a plant. Um, and they were demonstrated to that it was to use it as, as a touch sensor, motion sensor, um, and antenna. Um, so it's like, okay, it, they so just think about this, right? They've already created a motion sensor, touch sensor, and an antenna by introducing nanowires into a plant. Wow. It's there. And this was MIT that did it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I mean, you know, conspiracy theory is is over at at that point. You know what I mean? So oh, it's been it's long since over, man. And you know, I laugh at these normies. Like I see them on Facebook. Uh, I remember I had a friend on Facebook who was laughing with somebody else. So like she, you know, she got the shot, and they're like, "Oh, did you get your microchip?" Ha 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 ha. Like, yeah, we don't. We're past them. It's almost twenty twenty two. Like we have, you know, nanoparticle micro chips yeah we don't need them (laughs) you know they're we got cyborg botany (laughs) yeah and it's like is it is it to its full extent of sophistication yet no not yet but it's like 
it's pretty it's pretty advanced already you know it's like yeah and then another aspect of it um that i think is sort of an important thing so it's like we have the the impact investment you have the 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 bio nanotech nervous system manipulation um energy harvesting from within the body to keep it a self-sustaining system in and of itself um and how to keep that energy going the other thing is um the the concept of like biometrics and like the blockchain um blockchain identity and stuff like that so those are you know little pieces that i'm kind of seeing it's like checking all these boxes off because you have this big you know this big move with um crypto and blockchain and stuff like that um which is uh i don't know i just think it's it's conveniently create uh you know creating the the um condition where so much information is being poured into these into this like you know um decentralized uh decentralized economy but it's a digital economy and it's and it's very very intricate and you basically have your your little sim right i don't really understand blockchain to a deep degree but i what i do know about it is that it it creates base you, you're able to basically create like it's kind of like a digital digital profile from what i understand and, it, and it, it's all very very and it's like it's encrypted so you can't get it but it's like if somebody i mean there's already i, th- I can't I remember and i think it was allison mcdowell actually was the one who brought it up like they already developed um something that's able to um mine from like the most complex you know like blockchain wallets and and profiles and stuff so it's like Again, I'm not really like super well read in that. It's just that I have the heebie-jeebies about it. It 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 throws yeah. me off because for the last 10, 15 years, I've been saying, hey, you know, uh, there's all these companies and like all these super powerful rich people who are trying to move the world to a digital one world currency. And then now I'm seeing people saying that like a digital currency is like the way out. And like, it's some of these people are like super cool and I respect them and stuff like that. And like, but I just think that that's kind of like, that's, that's one of those, those, those areas that I'm like, that's going to come around and like kick some people in the ass. I think that's my, yeah, I think we were talking about that one day, right? Like, cause everybody's always telling me like, oh, invest in crypto and, and all this. And they're so into the Bitcoin and I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like I, like what is, isn't it that patent, like the zero six zero six zero six that, that is shows like humans connecting to like a like a bitcoin system like a social credit type of thing yeah so it's a biometric um it's a biometric based access um uh access point so it's like you have to you have to exhibit specific physical characteristics um in order to be able to unlock access to your to that um your your basically your uh your your economic passport or whatever you want to call it i can't remember exactly what it was but yeah i have um i have that one saved too uh it's where is it i have it right over here sorry yeah and i think that that's um here it is yeah i think that that's pretty um pretty telling of of like what i think is really in, in my in my estimation that's like what is the real um point of all of it yeah, so it's um it's human body activated uh, human body activity associated with a task provided to a user may be used in a mining process of ki- cryptocurrency system. A system may provide a task or device to a user, which is commuted coupled to a server. And it says right here, um, body activity may be generated based on the sensed body activity of the user. Um, uh, oh, it says right here. Uh, 
The cryptocurrency system com communicatively coupled to a device of the user may verify if the body activity data satisfies one or more conditions set by the cryptocurrency system and award cryptocurrency to the user whose body activity data is verified. So, and that is, yeah, that's W O six O six. It's W O two O two O six O six O six. And I believe that the main applicant is Microsoft technology licensing. Yes. Oh, look at that. Hmm, so <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, and I think people's, people's rebuttal to that is like, well, yeah, we're not talking about using that crypto. And I'm like, it's just a matter of like breaking the, you know, break in, unencrypting it and, you know, breaking the code and, and then getting in. And it's, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not sold on it. It's like, you can do what you want. You can do what you want to do as long as you're not harming me. But yeah. that's my, I, I think it's, it's, I, and um, another, like, again, like Allison McDowell um, has like a, an incredible, she's on crazy uh, research. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. Like I, 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 I'm in her shadow. She's like, I, she, I, yeah, it's just incredible. And her work um, on kind of uncovering the blockchain aspect of it, it, it sort of verified my suspicions, honestly. Um, it really removed any hope for me that that's a, like a viable solution to anything. Um, mm. uh, so, and I think that that's incredibly important because this is like a whole social credit score system that's going to be implemented in conjunction with biometrics. Um, they already have biometric, you know, biometric border patrol at like in like Israel and Gaza Strip. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, facial recognition is a form of biometrics, you know. So it's like it's just a matter of like what that what people constitute as like the limit, right? So now people are sort of setting the precedent that um, certain chemicals have to get put in your body, and people are like in order to be access to society. So that means that now according to this game they're playing that, you know, that the, maybe the, the biometrics um, activity that satisfies one or more of the conditions is um, that you don't have a specific microbe in your body. And it's like, well, you and I know from our, you know, minglings with the, with the terrain world that that which they're calling the, the virus is not a, it, there's no, it's, it's literally, they're just random genetic codes that are just spun up. So it's like, yeah, if you find those within the body, then you could be classified as a, a bioterrorist or something, you know, it's like, Oh my and God. If, yeah. It's a, the, the possibilities are en endless. Yeah. Right. And so when you go from this, like, you know, antiquated little card with like, a, Oh, I got my vaccine on the 30th to like, uh, you know, to a bio digital and even a QR code is, is, is sort of, um, is, is clunky compared to what they could do. They already have done a, a, a graphene tattoo where they stored a person's like health information on it. On top of it, there was a DARPA was, was working on this thing that was able to um, uh, for people who are diabetic detect when their blood sugar reached a certain level. And then it was, it would activate an, uh, an led on their arm uh, and then send a signal to their phone to tell them that their body, their, their blood love, blood sugar levels were below or above a safe level. So, I mean, I mean, you know, do the math there. That's, it's a pretty, I, it's, I'm like, it's a pretty, to me, it's so obvious that it's like, I'm almost like, am I like, <laughs> like what? Dude, it's terrifying. And it's terrifying how people have just gone along with this without a thought of how this might affect them in the future or like, you know, the implications of accepting this into society. 
You know, they're going to be really fucking disappointed <laughs> when it turns into something that they don't want, they don't like. I mean, I just can't say enough about how stupid it is. Yeah. And, and I, okay. Sorry, I heard I heard somebody, I think it was my barber telling me one day that like, oh, they even have like pacemakers connected to like uh, like corporations or your company now that can like send you send them signals if something's wrong or they and they can control your pacemaker and he was like mm-hmm. oh it's really good and i'm like no that's no that's not because yeah. <laughs> when they when they push the kill switch like it's not good it's in your terms of service you know like it's yeah it's like it's yeah it's it's a it's absolutely yeah it's terrible man like um and you know i think that i don't know i think that just the the acceptance of of this, you know, this injection on such a high, you know, on in high volume, it, it's, it, it's like, why isn't, and not everybody's just keeling over and dying, you know? And like, I think that a whole bunch of people, and I was like, dude, people are just going to die. And I'm like, okay, I, there are people who are, and there's uh, un, undoubtedly there are people who are affected by it. And it's like, you're seeing a lot of stuff with like heart issues and blood related issues, which makes perfect sense because the other thing is, uh, um, with graphene is that like when you combine it with various other things like silicon and um and iron is a, is a good example like iron and and uh and graphene that's a that's a it's sort of sort it's a it's a mess really so it's like with the magnetic properties of iron and everything right so you have people who are who are reacting in in various degrees and i think that people who are seeing like these blood and heart related issues well it makes perfect sense because um you know, when you see the heart for what it really is, is like, as like an electrical, um, it's like the electrical vector of the body. You have all these different chambers that are essentially creating the, the, the charge for your blood that carries that and the heat and the, you know, throughout the rest of your body. Well, of course you're going to see heart issues and blood related issues with something that's being injected in the body that has a ferromagnetic electric, um, component to it course this is going to be something that's going to be happening i mean what's a heart attack is is like defined as like a short circuit essentially of the heart right like so yeah. you have essentially an electrical condition being you know uh enacted within the heart by a foreign particle in high volumes and even if it's not that high in volume some i, I remember seeing this later, it's like 40 trillion nanoparticles that's like nothing and i'm like yeah well it's nothing but except for when it's like absorbent of like a really like detrimental like bandwidth and it's also interfacing with your electrical systems of your body and it, it has this amplification rate there it's like ten thousand times more conductive as a superconductor it's like that's that's it's an absurdity like so yeah i think that this whole rollout is to kind of try to test biocompatibility of it and get the dosing right yeah i mean you need only look at how desperate and you know just like vehement they are about um having people take this the push for it is insane i mean you know something is up right Mm -hmm. it's just so obvious and so i mean it's just psychopathic the way that they're pushing this thing Right. And like the only, it's like, obviously they're not trying to heal somebody of some, um, some disease like that, that you can't even factor that in there. Like that's, that's just an absurdity. And I'm like, either they want to kill off everybody, which actually doesn't make a lot of sense. Why would they want 90% of the population injected with it? 
and then all of them to die. That doesn't make any sense. Like, right. And it would be super obvious. Yeah. Why would you, why would you, why would you kill your cattle? Like, why would you kill all of your cattle? That doesn't make any sense. So it's like, obviously there's some type of, um, yeah, I think that, I I think the, the most, the most logical explanation to me is that they're trying to get something in a lot of people because, and I think it's like, it's like, it's not even really speculative. It's like, obviously there's that ingredient in it. I mean, I think at this point, I think it's pretty obvious to say that there's geo in it. There's graphene oxide in this stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I think anybody who's like, no, you're that spec. I, you're 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 just you're one. You're, you only have to connect a couple dots to see it. You're not going to find anybody at you know from any of these corporations like just in handwriting like, oh yes, this is the part where we put the graphene oxide in it, and then you know like post it up and just have everybody see it. It's not going to like they're not going to issue a uh, you know, uh, a disclosure of it. It's, 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 but it is disclosed though. They're going to let you connect the dots because yeah. they, uh, uh, un, you know, beyond what most people think, the people at the highest level of this stuff understand accountability, <laughs> like in a twisted way, in a yeah. really twisted dark way. And they don't understand it correctly, but in their world, well, we told you, so you said yes. And now does that function in reality? And as far as like the karmic debt that's going to get paid no it won't that they'll they'll suffer that but hmm. there's also a certain level of accountability for the people who are willing to put this within themselves or around them or yeah. or who are willing to ignore the information that's really right there because you don't have to you can you can deduce that something's not right i'm not going to participate in this because and you don't have to be you don't have to read a thousand research papers you don't have to you know, you don't have to, it, it, the more, you know, the better. Yeah. But like, you don't have to have all of this, 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 and this use your senses and use, you know, and figure figure out what's going on by omission, by what's missing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It takes, I mean, just a, a level of common sense. And I, I love this podcast because I have a lot of people on here who, who aren't doctors or aren't necessarily scientists, but they have, the common sense and wherewithal to have looked in the right places, you know, and, and just done a little bit of research and use their intellect. And, um, I mean, you know, I've met amazing people like you and, and, and everybody else that I've, I've had on this, this podcast. So it, I, for me, it's a little bit of a showcase for, for everyone who's like, you know, holds these, uh, doctors and, and, you know, PhD, whatever, as, as these sort of deities, you know, that only they can, you know, rule the world. Only they, everything that comes out of their mouth is, is sacrosanct and, and perfect and, and pure, you know. And that's just not the case. There's so many people who are, who have the aptitude and, and you know, just, you know, I've met the smartest, most genius people outside of that system in the last, like, year and a half alone. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. It's like if you have to realize like that you're able to figure things out, you know, and like this stuff will kind of, it'll piece, it'll piece together. If you're just curious enough to kind of like rule out the bullshit, you know, like that rule out the impossibilities and whatever's left is, is, you know, that's closest thing to the truth. And that it may be the exact truth, you know? So it's like, um, yeah, man, I think, I think, you know, big picture. It's like, I, I, I hope that I, you know, communicated what I think the overall big picture, I think what they're trying to accomplish is, 
And I think I'm just trying to be honest about where I think it, it is actually now, as far as like how, how far along their goal it is. Um, yeah. And yeah, I do think that the average person has access to this stuff. Like this sounds crazy to a lot of people, but it's like, there's only a few variables in this that, that, that you really need to understand. And, and, and it's like the, you know, you can look into it as deeply as you want. And I'm, I tend to be an obsessive person. So when I, when I, when I get into something, I, I really want to dig into it and figure it out, you know, like yeah. pretty much up until the last six months, I was really, really into microbiology and, you know, um, and, you know, sort of disassembling, my previous paradigm as far as like illness and then the body, which just sort of, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it led to where it needed to lead. And, and, you know, the picture sort of painted itself to a certain extent. I just had to, I just had to like chill for a second, breathe, draw back and be like, Oh, okay. I see. You know? Um, yeah, man. You have to be willing to change that paradigm too. You know, that's a, that's a big thing a lot of people are not willing to accept change or, or, or just like completely flip everything on its head with new information. They're just so comfortable um, in, in the current paradigm and never moving, just never, never shifting mm -hmm. uh, unless they're given permission to do so, you know? And that's a problem. That's where, you know, we're never going to get anywhere. That's not how science works. That's not how right. evolution works. Yeah. And I think that, um, I, I, I think it's really important, especially like when, when moving forward with, with things that could be detrimental as far as like what, you know, certain technologies or even belief systems or ideologies as, but specifically, I guess in this case, when you're looking at certain technologies that could be detrimental as they develop, not only relying on retrospective data analysis, you know, instead of, it's not just all just like, oh, well, we have the numbers of this thing that happened before. It's like, there's another aspect of it of like kind of foresight, like being able, but foresight is not, a, is not a left brain thing. You know, it's not a, it's not a, a quantitative thing. So it's like, um, which is another, another paradigm shift that, that I think would be really beneficial for humanity to move beyond. Like not all things can be quantified and counted, which is kind of what I was saying earlier, why I kind of laughed at the concept of quantum because quantum is the, is the attempt to count things that are, first of all, that are invisible and to count things that you can't really count as little, little speckles, you know, everything is just yeah. a particle. And that's this, that's this whole paradigm of, um, you know, of, oh, you're looking off in the corner. It, it, <laughs> Sorry, dude, I'm so like. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was like pure terror that you just like. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but, uh, you know, not all things could be, can be quantified in as little, you know, little pieces and particles. And, and that's one of these paradigms that, that is, that is really in need of, of assessment because we're looking at this, you know, um, especially with, with all of these, all of these things going on with like people assessing what's illness. How do you, how does, how do you actually get sick? What, what really makes you ill? It really you know? makes you ill. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in all of these things, it's like, it's, it's just reshifting and being able to look at these paradigms critically, but not getting rid of every single thing that you learn in it, because there's going to be something there, you know, like even it, so like this concept of like quantum and it was like every like quantum and it's quantum is, is just means counting, right? Quanta to count. It's the attempt, like it's all based off of this idea of photons and electrons being particles. And it's like, it's not quite what they are. Well, no, we came up with this equation 
that shows us that this is what an electron does. And it has to have this certain relationship to the protons and all this stuff. Right. And it's like, well, you're finding patterns that are replicable by, by mathematical um, expressions, Hmm. but you're creating models and forming and, and forms that you're applying geometric structures and stuff that are really just conceptual. And then you're superimposing these concepts over an actual dynamic and principle that's actually existent that does have a principle and attribute. This thing is acting on this thing to make this thing happen. But then we've made this like folly with this like in this mistake of, of saying, Oh, it's just like these little tiny particles. And it's this, it's, it's a paradigm that was really important. I think also to understand this, to move past it, because when you're really dealing with things at that level, um, you're not dealing with little particles when you're dealing with like light isn't a part of, there's no photons. There's no light particles that are permeate. That's not happening. That's light doesn't travel. It's not like a, it's like this thing left here and ends up here. And it's this little, all these little dots. And then they talk about electron flow. That's not really what's happening. I mean, you use the conventional language because it, it it's, it's replicable, um, you know, experimentation, but really what's going on behind it and underneath it is a lot more divine and, but also a lot more simple too. We've, 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 we compartmentalize things and, and until we're able to like, you know, approach the subjects that we see like, okay, well, what about this nanotechnology and what about this EMF until we're able to sort of assess all of the different beliefs that inform our assessment of each one of those respective fields then we're not really going to come out with any more insight than we went in with and to begin with. So it's like, I mean, I started this whole journey being a germaphobe thinking quantum physics was the coolest thing since, you know, since anything, I was like, quantum physics is the dopest thing ever. Like <laughs> entanglement, man. Like, you know, and, and, and all these, like, you know, just, it would have become cliches and, and, and then, you know, with, uh, with also with like tuning and stuff like that on piano and stuff like that, the whole 432 versus 444, there's certain conventions oh, yeah. and certain things that you have to learn how to like, kind of, you know, reassess, I think, and honestly, and I think that I, you know, if, if I was to summarize my sort of uh, you know, my approach towards all this stuff is there's, there are, there, there's a lot to be found out here um, in these, in these, um, in these fields, like with, you know, resonance, electromagnetism, nanotechnology and and there's things happening and they are happening and some of these things are have left the realm of just of just concept and idea like and they're actually becoming reality like these concepts of of nano computing and stuff like um trans transistors for stuff like that like it's it's further than we would like to think that is maybe i think but um that's also kind of testament to the power of of mind and I think that that's something that could be taken away from it. It's something that we should be wary of. Realize that if these, if people have something in their mind that they are willing to try to make happen, there's a good chance that somehow they'll make it happen if they have that sustained willpower, which is bad news, unless you realize that, that you are actually capable of that same thing. As a, as a being who is, everything exists in the mind first before it becomes, becomes what we understand as physical. Yeah. Everything has to be an idea first. We had to come up with the concept of a piano before we made a piano. We had to make, come up with a concept of a bike before it became a bike. It was based off of principles that existed, principles that are inherent. And then we learned how to use those to our benefit and work with 
the actual characteristics of the manifest universe that we're in. And some of those things hurt us and some of those things don't hurt us so much. Um, and I think it's, it's really, a, a, it's a, it's a push and pull, a give and take of, of learning how to harmonize and really understand these things and, you know, be honest and try not to do the things that are harmful to ourselves and others. You know, I think that's kind of what I've, I've been trying to get some answers out of all this research, you know, so. Yeah, man, all, all good advice. I can only, I can only completely agree with everything you said for sure. Um, I wanted to touch on one thing though, because you brought it up, and I and I wanted to uh, to talk about this, um, the the change of uh, music frequency. Have you done uh, a lot of research on that? Uh, there was a switch in in the frequency of music from was it four thirty two to four forty? Yeah, four thirty two to four. Yeah, four forty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have you discovered about that? Um, there's, there's some, I, I watched a video on it actually today and they say that it was even like there was, Joseph Goebbels was involved with it possibly. Yeah. There's, there's like some speculation on that. I haven't really yeah. been able to find anything like solid on that. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 so, um, really, so when you're looking at tuning and I think that, um, it's funny, I see these videos and, um, they'll say like, oh yeah, they're trying to like lower our frequency. And I'm like, well, four, 440 is higher than 432, which means that moves the whole tuning scale up. So you're technically, if they wanted to, if they were trying to do anything to us and lower our frequencies, they would have taken it to four from 432 to 430 or 428. You know what I mean? So it's mm. like, so lowering our frequency. I, I, um, I've seen some videos in, uh, on this stuff. I've seen a lot of them. Um, so as far as like the, the, you know, I've seen one video where they did sort of like a cymatics thing where it was like, they did 432 versus 440 and 440 Hertz was, um, was, you know, uh, ugly looking. And then 432 was super, you know, geometrically beautiful. Um, I don't, I'll be honest with you. Like I've gone back and forth on it. I don't think that there's really much significance to it, to be completely honest with you. So, so I made a whole album in 432 tuning one time. So all 432 tuning means is that the note A4, which is the A in the octave of middle C is tuned to 440 Hertz. Um, So Hertz are like cycles per second. So it's like, um, they probably didn't have like a, they, they, I think, you know, as far back as like Beethoven and and Mozart and stuff like that, like they didn't have, um, they didn't have that measurement. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how did they tune to 432 Hertz when 432 Hertz wasn't a thing? So I think they actually found a tuning fork of like Mozart's or somebody. And it was actually at like 435 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was like, give or take, you know, a few Hertz up, up, up and down between 432, 436 or whatever. Um, and I don't think that, uh, so the, the way that music is tuned is based off of uh, a system of set ratios. Um, so you basically have you have your fundamental tone and then everything up from that exceeds or uh, uh, increases by a specific ratio to the last tone. So like, um, so in the scale you have to, in the, it, so this is the thing that was based off of the monochord that, that Pythagoras did. And he was able to define like the, um, the intervals of a perfect fifth, which is like, da, da, the, the star Wars interval, as I like to call it, <laughs> da, da, perfect fifth. Right. Um, yeah. and then, da, 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 and then, um, I was doing that. That was E flat. So that was a fifth up and then another fifth up. And then um, the ratio between from 
the ratio from um, a perfect fifth, I believe is a two to three ratio. So it's um, the, the frequency of the, the first note is, is, is it's a, the first note to the second note is a two to three ratio. Perfect fourth is three to four. Um, and then like a, a major second is like a nine to eight ratio. So what you have is basically a set segment of ratios and, and that just continues over a 12 note. Um, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. There's 12 notes in the chromatic scale. Um, so basically they found out like this perfect fifth, um, they, you know, they didn't call it a perfect fifth, but it was like the harmonic frequency. And then the next one, a fifth up from that, which is, um, a ninth, which is basically an octave plus one. Um, and then, and then they basically div divide that into 12 equal notes. So the equal tempered tuning system that we use isn't what Pythagoras used. So this is sort of just like a superimposition of, of, a, of a mathematical formula that we've come up with that's based primarily on the perfect fifth and the perfect fourth. Um, so the perfect fifth and perfect fourth have really like, so the ear hears ratios more so than it hears like little pitches. Mm -hmm. So like um, these bigger spaces are harmonically pleasing, which is sort of like a subjective term to it. Right. But they're, 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 they're strong harmonics. So they actually create an overtone pattern by, um, by the, the, the frequency emits and then it's, you know, and it creates, you know, a reverberation and it kind of moves outwards and then it, it bumps on more of the ether and then it, and then it starts to create sort of proportions of that fundamental tone in varying amounts. And it creates what is an overtone series. So it's like, you have a, an octave, you have a fifth, you have a major third, and these are all the, what were called the consonants. Um, so these are based off of certain ratios and those ratios they're really interesting. I don't want to go super, super deep into it, but um, there's a lot of correlations between them, but it's all just based off of like, you know, three, six and nine math, basically. So it's like, yeah. so there's like a, a really like, you know, there's a really like, um, uh, you know, archetypal, uh, you know, math behind it. But as far as like what frequency you're tuned to as your center note, that right there, you can change it up and down. It's going to change, but the actual, so I think I saw, I think I saw a video you posted. I watched a few minutes of it and I'd actually seen that video already before, like a whole bunch of times. So, yeah. um, he said something that like, Oh, 432 gets rid of the symmetry of the, of the overtones. And it's like, that's not actually true because the overtones are inherent. They're actually in an inherent, um, uh, effect of harmonics. So like an overtone would be basically when I hit this note C and that's what that's the sympathetic resonance that I was talking about earlier. When I hit this note C, if there was actually, you know, a real piano with, with, with actual hammer hitting a string, then, then an octave up from it is actually in that tone. And you can do like a spectral analysis of it. And you can actually see these different frequencies being emitted. all of those basically and then as you stack them up and as it, it it creates a few octaves basically of that overtone series and that's a that's there in 432 or 440 or whatever it's just that um it's sort of it's baseline changes now so i guess my overall interpretation is i do think it's weird that they like made standard tuning 440 uh, I don't think that there's no significance to it whatsoever. I just, mm -hmm. I haven't been able to find anything on it. That's like, and I've looked at the numbers between uh, in, in between it because it's like, oh, it's 432 divides into 12 evenly. 
um, and 440 doesn't, but it's like, well, yeah, but that's not the only note on the keyboard. 440 is just right here. Like you have like 256.35 something or whatever as is middle C. So 440 and 432 are just that note. Everything else is just a relation to that up and down. Hmm. So I, I can't really find anything that says that like it's inherently more evil or like it inherently causes more, um, you know, damage or whatever. Um, I think that there's, it's possible though. I just, it's, it's something that's really difficult to find like solid, solid info. And if someone finds it for me and like throws it at me, I'd be super hyped on, 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 you know, reading it and getting more depth into it, um, getting more in depth to it. But it's, it's something that I haven't been able to find like a whole bunch of, um, kind of basis with, because somebody has said like, Oh, it's not like in tune with the Schumann resonance. And it's like, well, if we're going based off of ratios of the Schumann resonance, I think that it's like something around 436.5 or 435.6 is actually closer, is actually a, um, a proportional extrapolation from the Schumann resonance. I, I, so 432 even wouldn't be technically even dead on to the Schumann. And the Schumann resonance fluctuates because like any true analog wave, it's going to fluctuate. There's there's pitch variation, you know? So um there's, I think that there's something to it. I think that maybe if you kind of see like somewhere in between there, there's like a little bit more implication of the sacred geometry than I think maybe there's something to that, but. Yeah. I think there's just a lot we don't know about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and I don't know, you know, Arthur Furstenberg said something about um, certain frequencies being able to like whisper, you know, and it's not even like the, the uh frequency number itself but certain frequencies even like a lower or regard like regardless of the number like a, a certain frequency could whisper to your cells because it's that it matches the frequency of something you know what i mean like that's my mm-hmm. horrible way of of explaining this but um i don't know i keep thinking about that conversation um so maybe it's not so much you know the the significance of the the number or low or high or whatever but but just the frequency, you know, translating to something else. Yeah. And that I, and that, that, no, I, and I think that a lot of that has to do with, um, that's all, that's all contingent upon like the actual, you know, shape of the cells, the, the, the chemical composition of the cells, mm-hmm. because all of those different things are, um, you know, they're, they're various levels of, of, of energy, electric charge, discharge and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, it's not really up or down. Like there may be a low frequency that's really in tune with, with, with your body. Now I've, I've used this example before. If you've ever sat in a room with like a drum set and you've tuned a guitar, depending on how that person has their, their drums tuned, you'll hit, let's say you're, you know, I play bass too. So like, I don't really play guitar. So I, you know, go to the, I went to the slap the bass movement. So, um, you know, I'll, you're going through the strings and then maybe the, maybe the, the A string will, will, I'll hit the E string, cool, whatever. And then I'll hit the A string. And then suddenly the snare drum off in the background starts rattling really loud. Right. Right. That, oh shoot. Okay. Well that, that means that what's going on there is so every single frequency has a wavelength. So that wavelength may be like whatever, 256 centimeters or whatever. And that means that anything that's um, proportionally related to that size of that wavelength will then respond and be resonant with that specific frequency. So, um, so let's say like, like, again, that example, oh, the A string made that snare, um, you know, shake and rattle, but then I go to the D string and it doesn't do anything. 
you know? So it's like, it's, it's, it's close, but, but then maybe you, you go like a, an, another octave up to a again, and it does it again. So then that means that, that there's a relationship between the geometry and the actual, um, uh, vibrations that are being emitted by that, um, by that string, by that standing wave that's coming from that string. So, um, yeah. I think that, yeah, like, as far as like, it's not necessarily like it might, like he said, I thought that's a good wording. It whispers to yourselves. Yeah. I think that that's can, I think that you have to sort of, each person would probably be a little bit different than that. You probably find a general spectrum. Um, and who's, who's maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe 440s trash and it's like, it is screwing things up. I'm not, you know, I'm not knows, completely clo- closed off to the idea of, I just haven't found anything yet. I wish I have. I'll have um, to get going, dive into that rabbit hole a little further, I think. Yeah. That's interesting. Because but- I even, I even went as far as like taking it from C0 up and then like, taking each one of the frequency that, you know, cause there's like, um, uh, you know, have charts that have like the, the, the frequency and the wavelength of each note and then like dividing different numbers by each other. And then by 12, and there's just so many, the thing is that they all go to like decibels and, and it's all just kind of like rounded up. So you have like a general relationship of two to three, but it's like, technically it's not even like that because it's like 6.66667838818 or whatever, or, I, th- I did like the exact calculations earlier, like um, 440 divided by 659.25, which is um, uh, a perfect fifth from uh, from A to E. And that comes out to one. Uh, uh, so dividing big by little comes out to 1.4983105185185185, right? So it's like, it's not even perfect. It's kind of like, in, you know. Right. It's that whole thing where we superimpose upon nature, I think, a little bit. Makes but sense. Anyway, while we're, on, while, while we're on the topic of, of uh, music and, um, you know, frequencies and all that, I have to ask what your opinion of the whole Travis Scott thing is. <laughs> um, there, you know, as as you know, you know, it was a horrible, horrible thing. Um, a lot of, there was a, you know, like eight to, I don't even know how many people died, but I guess they got crushed. But, um, a lot of people were reporting that there was really strange, like frequencies going on. There was a girl who did a TikTok video. They usually have DJs in between sets at festivals, but they started playing this weird bass, like this just like repetitive bass noise and nothing else. And right when this thing started playing, I was like, what is this? Like, it was hurting my ears. But then I instantly got sick, and I passed out on the floor. And I even told my friend before I passed out, I was like, I'm lightheaded. And then I was like, is this noise bothering you too? And then I passed out, woke up later. People were, like, shoving drinks on my throat. They are like, are you dehydrated? Are you dehydrated? I'm like, no. Like, get away from me. And then I we go to Travis's set. We skip Little Baby and SZA. And then I stand up because people start coming over there and this sound starts playing again at Travis's stage, but it's way more intensified and I start passing out again. Knowing what we know, talking about what we've talked about, uh, do you think that, that there was something nefarious going on there? I'll, I'll, I think that the possibility is definitely highly likely. So it's like there's one thing that, um, you know, can be taken into consideration is that that stadium is built on. So is, there's like a, a concrete floor that was like the energy stadium. And it's interesting. NRG is the name of the stadium that they energy, were at. Yeah. Energy. Yeah. Right. Um, 
and it's built on a concrete floor and underneath it, they actually have um, 5G antennas. You know this for sure? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have. Um, shout out to Shanda for finding this stuff like quick. Um, oh, she posted Shanda it. Shanda. And so I, I I jumped into a little bit of that because I saw her post on it. Yeah. So okay. um, that's one of the. And I, so generally, when I see somebody posting, I'll go look up the website myself so I can know that it did that because anybody yeah. could Photoshop a thing and I'll, you know, I'll source it myself. Um, and yeah, so they have, they have, um, 5g under underneath it and all over it too, by the way. So they have like, they have these, it's, that's where, and that's what I can find is that they have, yeah, extra, extra super powered, you know, millimeter wave, um, and, emitters there. And it was a requirement to, to have right. the, the vax to get into the show or I think a test, but yeah, probably a lot of people were, yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably safe to say that at least half, you know, yeah. or maybe close to half at least, but, um, yeah. that's just, a, just kind of just rationalizing based off of like general, what I've seen at concerts and stuff. Oh, I don't really go to concerts anymore, but, um, mm. you know, so they have that going on. And then, then the, 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 the acoustics of, of, you know, those frequencies. And, and I think something about like in between sets is when, when, those sounds were playing like they were just playing like a like kind of like an ambient noise yeah and i mean that's that alone right there it's like you just think of like binaural beats if you're able to uh you know this is something that i've thought about before i'm like well if you're able to put a binaural beat binaural beats is basically two frequencies separated left and right one of them is fully in the left ear one of them is fully in the right ear um and the the way the math of the basically the 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 vibrations between the two of them create a perceived rhythm because it at a certain point it does a full cancellation of it because it's a these um once they once they basically one is um at its full peak and the other one's at its full trough it does a cancellation right there and it does it sequentially so it creates like this like boom 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 type of a thing right so yeah. it creates a perceived rhythm because what all, all rhythm is, by the way, is um is everything in music is time. So it's 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 just a, it's a it's the um the, the quantification of time. So like a a a, a note is just a, a vibration happening at a certain speed over a certain period of time. Um, a beat of you know a rhythm is just a is an organization of different points of 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 sound at different times, right? So it's all just messing with time. Um, so a binaural beat basically creates this concept of uh, it creates like this illusion of of rhythm by just having two constant tones that mm -hmm. by nature of their their um of their like wavelength and their frequency and how they oscillate cancel each other out at very various times and it creates essentially um uh, an entrainment so you're able to it, it's been shown to like change the way that the brain waves go you can go from a from a beta, delta, gamma, you know, theta, whatever, alpha, and you can be induced into these into these states of thinking by by being you know hit with these frequencies, and that's just on headphones. Even it works more when you're yeah. drowning in the frequency. Um, so this girl said that she got sick and passed out. This, yeah. this specific girl was talking, but there was there were reports of people, and of course there was the added stress of people like confined and being crushed, you know, for whatever reason they were unable to like get out of any kind of exit way um 
and there were reports of people like choking each other out you know just to get away i guess like freaking out and stuff yeah i don't know yeah. if that's because they were yeah they were being crushed and they were looking for a way out or what but um but yeah i did i did hear that one girl say that she got sick and passed out listening to that frequency and just a lot was made of the of the this the music <laughs> plausible like because it's like you can you can definitely take you can take a, a certain sound and there's like uh my brother so my brother's like a, a he's an he was a mastering he's a mastering engineer and he was a um a, a music performance uh uh student for in his college days and they used to joke about something called the brown note it's the note that's the certain note that's so low it makes you lose control of your uh <laughs> <laughs> um so that's hilarious sorry, not, not to be yeah nasty but it, it's like there's it, there's it's it's so many different things that you can do with just sound alone so it's like now combine that with with you know emr and then combine that with a little a little you know little system inside your body that's trying to absorb that that's also interacting with you know primarily your your main you know, source of electric energy. There were um, heart issues reported. Right. And then combine that also with the lights that are being emitted. So these are all forms of, these are all different forms of, of, of the fundamental forms of energy. You have, you have sound, you have light yeah, and you have, strobes, the you have, there. Yeah, yeah, like you have electromagnetic radiation with the, with the towers and the antennas. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I might have to check to see if they have them under the floor there. I know that they were talking about putting them under the floor, but I know for a fact that they had these big ones like right by the stage. Like I know, like I I saw that myself, and I know that they're they're they use um, ultra wideband, ultra wideband, high band millimeter waves are like totally terrible. Uh, so, uh, wow, yeah, pulsed. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that there was definitely something nefarious going on there. Can I say that I know the exact 100% details and who did it, who put the who who pushed the button? And no, but it's like sure. it, it's I know plenty about about these aspects of like ritual, um, that people can like poo poo at or whatever. They can scoff at this I, this concept of ritualistic, you know, um, social ritual and stuff. It's like it's a language. And if you know the language, you know, the language, like when you have a big head, uh, that's like from that, you know, that painting, that painting. That's like, yeah. From that, like satanic painting, or it's like a, about hell or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've spent my, a fair amount of time researching, you know, the, the dark corridors of the dark occult. And like, yeah. you, you know, the, you know, the, the mo with with these types of things that's that's what the the industry is founded upon is his his is, stage was a was an upside down cross going into a portal that yeah. said see you on the other side yeah i mean i i don't think i think that we're just getting to a point where it's become it's becoming more and more obvious and it's like nobody i think so many people are just like i think some people are too terrified to admit that that type of that type of evil let's call it what it is that type of evil is capable is capable of being you know being used on people yeah. um but yeah like i try to be you know safe and be like 
Uh, to the best of my ability. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I, I, I think that there's a lot of pieces in that, in that whole situation that point to a very obvious use of, um, call them photonics or, you know, like with the light and many of them being purple light, which is also, by the way, a, a, a light that interacts with certain nanotechnologies. You have this light, you have this frequency and you have these sounds like this and this you know, electromagnetic frequency, uh, frequency. Um, and you have these sounds that are being emitted from these humongous speakers, super low, you know, super low frequencies that are, um, you know, probably, I, I know that there are certain like low frequencies that interact with, um, you know, the heart specifically, and they can cause like, you know, or not even just the heart, but actually what I was thinking, I said heart, but that interact with like the, the lower brain functions and yeah. can can stimulate like certain behaviors it's 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 all there you can get from the low to the to the high in the in the brain so you can emit frequencies that make people really really absorbent of information to where they can like take in crazy amounts of information and then shut it off they don't even know it's in there and then they get a trigger and then that's what some of that like mk ultra stuff was right they were able to activate certain levels of, of the, of, of brain waves. So they would get to like the, I think, what is it? Delta Delta wave where you're able to take in your super analytical. They're able to take in super high levels of information and, and, and recall it like that. Were so they using like a, LSD for, with that? The whole well, they were LSD using like, or... they were using screens primarily. I think they were like flashing images on screens and oh, stuff like that. I okay. think it's what, one of the main things that they were doing, but I can't, I don't know. So yeah, there's just a whole bunch of weird shit going on with that. And it's like, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I'm like, I'm making a case for something to me that's very obvious. And I'm like, how do I make this very obvious thing sound more believable? And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't, <laughs> it's hard to man. I, I picture normies like listening to this podcast sometimes. I don't know if they do, but uh, I picture them and, and I laugh because God knows what they, <laughs> what they think, you know, like people who are not exposed to this uh, sort of information or they haven't looked into any of this stuff. But, you know, yeah, I try to present information in a way that that is kind of palatable and understandable and um, doesn't seem so far out there. But but there's a lot of far out there things happening in the world. You know, like I said, it's almost 2022. And uh, yeah, you know, it's... Um, it is it's time it's time to awaken to to things that are that are going on the way the world really works what yeah. what else can be said yeah i think there's a lot of um i think a lot of care should be taken about uh towards a lot of the stuff that i've sort of addressed you know as far as like what kind of world is trying to be they're trying to build with you know a lot of the advances in these technologies and um, you know, they can tell you, oh, you're going to live forever. And it's like, yeah, but it's not going to be life as you know it. And they're, you know, I, I, you know, they're that, that whole, that whole thing is just insane. The ritual, the Travis Scott thing is to me is very like, so it's like, yeah. these are the things that I think people should be really like, really like worried about and should pay attention to. So yeah, man. And if, I mean, I guess you, you can't make them do it. But for anybody who's asking, it's there. And I got, you know, if anybody's interested in, um, in sort of digging into this, there's no way to cover this in a couple hours over a podcast, you know? And I know. Yeah. I mean, time is flying by. 
Um, there's so so much we can go into. But um, yeah, there's tons of information out there. And, uh, you know, for people who don't believe that stuff, I say look into it yourself. You know, there's there's religious extremists of every type, you know, but there's one type that's never really talked about or believed. And I I think it just so happens to be the people who who run the show, <laughs> you know. Yep. So it's not that it's not that crazy when you when you put it in perspective. Yeah, when you kind of compare it to the general like the general condition of most of humanity, a lot of humans are religious extremists who fervently demand or like defend their beliefs and will do anything to make, you know, to make the world reflect what they believe. And oftentimes those beliefs are not founded in, in any sense of true morality or, you know, any sense of truth really maybe mimic it, but yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, we could, God, we could go on, but um, yeah, we should probably wrap it up. Where, where can people find more information about you? You want to give out your, your telegram, your Instagram, what are you using these days? Um, I have Instagram. Uh, it's just, it's Remy period Vega, R-E-M-Y period V-E-G-A. And then I have a telegram page. It's the Vega archives. If you do like the T dot M-E, like H-T-T-P-S, you know t.me slash the vega archives if you look that up that has probably i think it's a little bit easier to get the information on my telegram so if you're like interested in you know reading into some of this stuff i've posted like a lot of links i have close to like on my on my computer and phone i have like just on this topic i have something close to like 200 like really solid research um links so that most of that stuff is on my um uh, is on my telegram. And I think that's the best way to, to get it. I I've, I've gone a lot of, I've, I've done a lot of talking on my, on my Instagram and a lot of those are saved into the, on my archives. Um, but I do think that there's better ways to transmit information than Instagram. But if, if anybody's, you know, wants to check me out, I'm on there. Um, I am kind of at a point where I'm like, I don't really feel like using Instagram is where it's at right now. Mm. So I've got other stuff that I'm trying to put more you know, time and energy into that are, you know, related to um, my main focuses, which is, you know, primarily like the concepts of, of natural law, spiritual law, and, um, yes. uh, you know, this stuff is kind of a supplement to that. Uh, but that it's all there on my, on my, my, my Instagram and my telegram. That's where I'm at right now. Awesome. More to be, to be announced later. Cool. I'll post those links for people. And while we're on the subject, um, if you do enjoy a light on podcast, uh, please consider uh, following me on a uh, free speech platform like odyssey.com. Uh, I am on BitChute, though they have their their issues lately. So I don't know but odyssey.com I'm on there. Also on Apple, Spotify. Um, if you like this podcast, please, please support me. And uh, give me a subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, I appreciate you, Remy Vega. Thank you. uh, Thanks so much for talking to me. It's been mind-blowing. Likewise, man. Thank you.
The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. It is provided for informational purposes only. Alighton does not endorse nor accept responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions expressed by its guests.